Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. Tune in today for a snapshot episode as we share this week's quick tip to help you grow your business. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to season 12, episode 9 of the Pet Photographers Club. You are here with co-host Kirsty McConnell and today I am sharing with you my top 5 tips for evolving from hobbyist to busy professional pet photographer. But just quickly, before we go through these tips, I wanted to let you know that the next Business Foundations Challenge is starting in July. During the 12-week course, you'll create a business that is lasting. You'll stop hating marketing. You'll overhaul or create your website. You'll know what to say and when uh, for when those inquiries come in. You'll know how to shoot depending on what you offer and how to start taking money confidently. If this sounds like exactly what you need, head on over to foundations.thepetphotographersclub.com. There is a link in the show notes directly to that. Enough about that though, I want to dive straight into these top five tips. So, My number one biggest tip to help you evolve from being a hobbyist to a busy professional pet photographer is to start surrounding yourself with a great support network. Now, I know you're probably listening and hearing me say that and thinking, but Kirsty, come on, like, where am I supposed to find these people? Or, you know, oh, my friends and family do care. They just don't really get it. I just want to tell you that caring and being the appropriate support network are not the same thing, okay? Sometimes your friends and family just aren't the right people to help you through this journey, and that's okay. My own mom, who is super, super supportive, just the other week gasped when she heard me say what I charge for an album. She actually uh, questioned me about it and asked, but would you actually pay that as well? To which I confidently told her, no, no way, I would never pay that. (laughs) But that's beside the point. Now, if I was in my first few years of business, that gasp from my mom probably would have made me think that I was way too expensive and it would start those rollercoaster thoughts of reinventing my price list again. Through, instead of getting caught up in your own thoughts, can be really, really helpful. I know for sure that my business um, really, really changed when. I first met Caitlin. She was my first pet photographer friend. um, And it was just so fabulous having someone who gets it. Um, She encourages or encouraged me, still does, to do better. Um, She helped me to problem solve and uh, she let me see what was possible as well. Um, Because, you know, you'll bounce ideas off each other. You see, you know, she's doing something that works really well. Then she would see I was doing something that works really well. And, and we'd go from there. Um, now today, obviously I have a much larger circle, a much larger community around me of pet photographers, but it did all start with just that one friend. Um, so if you are finding it difficult to find those positive people to surround yourself self with, 
don't worry because you always have us, the wider pet photography community. You can get involved by joining our networking meetings at the Pet Photographers Club or joining our workshops or simply interacting on our Facebook group. That can be a great place to start as well. I know lots of our members and and other people within our community have made friends just from that, from, you know, having these kind of uh, dialogues in the comments of a Facebook group. So you can definitely start that way. Um, By the way, we are having a meetup in July for members. It's totally free and it's on Zoom. So no matter where you are, We'd love to see you there. That is in July. There is a wait list on the events page of the Pet Photographers Club. <clears throat> now, that's number one, surround yourself with a great support network. But number two is actually about helping you reframe the way that you think. And the easiest, or maybe not easiest, but I think one of the one of the best things you can do to help you start sort of changing that shift in your mind of how you think about yourself as a professional is by starting to use the phrase, I'm going to work and I'm at work instead of I need to do some editing or I have a photo shoot tonight or something like that. The power of these words is really incredible. It helps your friends and family to see that you take yourself seriously And as a result, you'll probably see that they start taking you a bit more seriously too. Once all of those things happen, that will help you to, you know, really start seeing your worth. So maybe you'll have the confidence to raise those prices, for example, or, you know, the next dinner party you're at to actually introduce yourself as a, as a pet photographer. I'll get to that later. Um, So yeah, that's my point. Number two is just to start using those phrases. I'm going to work or I'm at work, like referring to your photography as work. All right. Uh, My tip number three is uh, one that I see happening a lot and one that I used to do the first couple of years of my business. It is to stop doing work for work's sake. So if you're not currently busy because you don't have many bookings yet, you've just started out, I encourage you to put your time and energy into things that actually make money either now or in the future, or that will save you money. So no, not redesigning your website for the 100,000th time. That doesn't make you more money. But here are some things that do to give you a few ideas, okay? So, for example, you could visit your local dog park or beaches or trails or dog-friendly cafes, photograph the dogs that are there, like just take your camera, have a chat with the owners, ask them if you can take a quick photograph, don't charge them, it's just one quick candid photograph, pop it on your social media, tag them in and email it to the owners, get their contact details, start interacting with your community. This will give you confidence in talking to strangers, it will also get your face out there um, and it will give you some images that are fresh to put onto your social media. People might start following you for the stories as well. If you start sharing the story of that dog that you collect from the owner that you photograph, like there's so many things that you can do from doing that. There's so many benefits um, for doing something like that that costs you nothing, just a little bit of your time. Um, And I'd say it's a way better um, way to use your time than redesigning your website, for example. So that would be my first uh, little thing that I'd be putting my time or energy into if um, if you're not currently busy. Another thing you can do is maybe reevaluate your booking system and simplify it. 
um, or organizer if you don't have that organized yet. You can revisit your numbers to find areas of improvement. So what I mean by that is, you know, are you um, keeping track of the number of leads that come in? So that's inquiries um, and your booking rate, your average sales, these kind of things. Um, I do encourage you to have a system in place to do that. So you can use something like I recommend Studio Ninja for any of the CRMs or you can even use an Excel spreadsheet, whatever works. Um so yeah, and then you can re like you can really revisit those numbers and have a look. That can give you heaps of insights into what's going on. So you can look and say, oh look, I got thirty people inquire in the last thirty days, but not one booked. Like okay, what does that mean? You know, what kind of conversations did I have with those people? What could I say differently next time? Um, or maybe you're having thirty people book, but your average sale is a tenth of what you want it to be. Um, so what does that mean? What can you fix? What can you evaluate? What do you need help with? Um, knowing these numbers might also help you to realize, oh, this is where I should be spending money on education instead of another editing course, for example, um, when you're already superstar. <clears throat> All right. So that's uh, another thing you can do to stop doing work for work's sake and instead doing something productive. Um, another thing that we tend to not really do very often, but we easily can. Again, it's free is to contact your local media with a press release. Um, so anything that you can think of to put into a press release is something that you can do. So it might even be like tips for um, dog owners or pet parents work for trying to photograph their own dog, for example. It could be um, that you know, you're the first pet photographer in your town and you can send a press release about that. Like there are so many different topics. So, you know, think outside the square, have a flick through some of your like luxury magazines in your area and have a look at what kind of articles they put and see what you could do that's along those lines. Another thing you can do is you could launch a local petpreneurs coffee group. So if there isn't already like a group of professionals that are maybe like dog groomers and dog walkers and this kind of thing, um, start one, invite them, you know, people you don't even know, that's okay. Send a DM and just say, Hey, this, you know, petpreneur business is kind of lonely. Let's all grab a coffee. We're going to meet at this time at this state, blah, blah, blah. Come along. I think you'll be surprised with how many other people would love that in their life as well. So that also doubles up as, um, surrounding yourself with a great support network and as well can lead to future bookings because you know the petpreneurs there have dogs themselves probably or horses or cats or whatever um, and they definitely have clients with pets that they want photographs so yeah that's a really good one to do and again it costs you just a coffee another thing that you can do is you can check your bank account for recurring expenses and cancel the subscriptions that you don't even use this is a way to save you money as well so you see i'm like really trying to get you to use your time productively instead of just doing work for work's sake this is really a big difference between being a hobbyist and a busy professional or thinking like a professional at least all right tip number four is um to and this links from earlier as well to begin proudly introducing yourself as a pet photographer and showing examples of what you do when people ask you. I know when I first started, pet photography wasn't really a thing like 10 or 11 years ago, whenever it was. And people would ask me what I did. And I kind of looked down and I said it like kind of almost ashamed or embarrassed. Like, oh, I'm, I'm a photographer. And I always felt like a bit of a fraud because I wasn't really making money. I just started. 
And, you know, the next question would always be, oh, what kind of photographs do you take? Like, do you do weddings? And I'd say, oh, and I'd look around kind of awkwardly and I'd say, oh, I'm a pet photographer. And then people were actually interested and they were intrigued and they would ask more questions and, you know, I would answer them, but not really in a way that was selling what I do. So what I encourage you to do is don't be like 21-year-old Kirsty that had just launched her business and instead be confident. We are legit photographers now. Look at our industry booming and you are a photographer. I mean, you're spending your time right now listening to me, um, learning. You are a photographer. So be proud of that. I mean, we have one of the coolest jobs ever. People love hearing about it, but they probably will picture something that's very different from what it is that you actually do when you say, I'm a pet photographer. So I do encourage you to show examples. You've pretty much always got your phone on you. So like my background of my phone is a photo of my own dog, probably is for you guys as well. That's what I do. Like when people say, what do you do? I say, I'm a pet photographer. Let me show you. And I pull out my phone and I show them the background of my phone. I say, this is my dog. It's the style that I photograph in. And then a whole conversation usually begins about their dog or, or about, you know, is that really a job or whatever? But the point is you get to really build a relationship with them. So I do encourage you to be proud to introduce yourself. If you've got an elevator pitch, you can chuck it in there. But I really just like showing examples. I think it speaks way louder than words and we're photographers after all. So that's my tip number four. And that leads me to my last point. (laughs) Tip number five, you would have heard me talk about this quite a lot if uh, you've been a listener to the podcast for a while or if you've attended any of my workshops or, or business foundations or anything. And is that ideas and education are great, but they don't have any impact at all until they are implemented. So tip number five is implement, implement, implement. I know that there's a lot to do when you're just starting out. And in fact, most self-employed people will tell you that there is always a lot to do. There are so many hats to wear, etc. I know, I get it. What I encourage you to do is put a system in place to help you to stay organized. Now that's going to differ depending on your type of personality. So maybe it is a reminder in your calendar or it's a to-do list, whatever works for you. Um, But whatever that system is, definitely start putting that into place to help you to actually implement these ideas and the things that you learn. Now, the next way to like kind of really make sure you get, get it done is to add a time frame. So personally, I know that my attention span lasts just 12 weeks. Um, If my projects take any longer, it will definitely fizzle out before I complete it. That's why I smashed out my tales books in such short periods. Um, I know Caitlin recommends like taking, I think a year maybe um, from very, you know, from concept to completion of of your tales books. I did most of mine in just a couple of, oh, sorry, the two of mine in just a couple of months. It was a lot of work, but I knew that if I didn't do it in that amount of time, I just wouldn't finish them. That's how I am. I've always been that way my whole life. I used to see it as an obstacle, um, but now I see it as an asset because I realize that it means that I really get a lot done because I smash things into a way shorter period and I get them done. So I'm kind of proud of that little flaw that I have, I guess. Um, 
So yeah, if uh, if that's you, then you can follow the same advice as me. If you know that you get stressed out under that much pressure and then you freeze, well then definitely you don't want to you know be be putting things into shorter periods. Instead, you want to probably lengthen them. So just I really encourage you to start thinking about your own personality and how you can put uh, your own structures or limits um, in place to actually get the ideas implemented. All right, everybody, that wraps up my five top tips for evolving from hobbyist to busy professional. So I want to know um, if you're doing any of these or what you're going to start doing. So you've got surround yourself with a great support network. Start using the phrase, I'm going to work or I'm at work. Stop doing works for work's sake. Start proudly introducing yourself as a pet photographer and implement, implement, implement. All right, they're my top five um, tips. If you you know learned something from this, definitely let us know in um, in the Facebook group or the members uh, members only Facebook group or on our Instagram channel wherever you you know you kind of you normally interact with us. Um, and yeah, I'd love to see you in July at our meetup. Remember, it is free. Um, it's a members meetup. It's on Zoom, so you can join from anywhere in the world. Um, And if you are just starting out, I would love to see you join our next Business Foundations Challenge. It does begin in July. So looking forward to meeting lots of you then. Um, If I can help you in any way between now and then or ever, um, just shoot through an email. We're always here for you. That's it for today. And I uh, yeah, look forward to hearing how this was for you. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.